Hallelujah. Can we release a praise from our lips this evening for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Can we just take a moment to say thank you? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Even though things are unpredictable, Lord, even though things come at us that we don't expect, that you still sit on your throne. You haven't given up your space on that throne, and you are still in control of every detail of our lives. So we thank you, Lord that we don't have to worry, that we don't have to fret, Lord, that we can find rest in you. Say thank you to the Lord tonight, oh, for journeying with you during this time. This evening, the Lord has given me a word for you, so get your Bibles ready, get your notebooks ready, open your ears and your hearts to what the Lord would have to say to you this evening under the title, From Wine Press to Warrior from wine press to worry and we're going to be studying tonight from the book of judges chapter six and so i encourage you to open your bibles there with me as we listen to how the lord would encourage us this evening from that portion of scripture all throughout the media brothers and sisters we hear talks about being engaged in an invisible war a war against this plague that is named the coronavirus and it's true, we have a formidable adversary that is out to attack us, that is out to weaken us, that is out to destroy us. And as a result, so many of us have taken the necessary steps to protect ourselves from that enemy. We are so thankful that you all are being precautious in what you do. You are adhering to social distancing guidelines. You're wearing your masks. You're washing your hands often. And together, we believe that we're going to conquer this enemy that's named the coronavirus. But for us as believers, we've been fighting a an, an, uh, battle against an invisible enemy for a long time. See, we've been engaged in a war against the kingdom of darkness since the beginning of time. The Bible tells us very clearly that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. The Bible tells us that we're up against an adversary that seeks to kill, uh, uh, seeks to kill and destroy us, an adversary that seeks to devour us like a lion. And even on that front, I'm so proud of you that many of you are taking the appropriate steps to protect yourself against that enemy that would come in like a thief in the middle of the night. But there's yet another war that I want us to focus our attention on this evening. One that many of us aren't even cognizant of, and that's the internal war within us. See, before this pandemic ever hit, some of us, we're already fighting for years against the forces inside of us. And this pandemic has added to feelings of isolation, feelings of fear that we were already experiencing. And so many of you may find yourselves today fighting and wrestling against the temptation to give up. Fighting and wrestling against the desire to just throw in the towel fighting and wrestling against the desire to just hide out until this is all over. And that's exactly where we find Gideon today, brothers and sisters. He's stuck in an internal battle between his own fear and the higher calling upon his life. 
And so if we turn to Judges 6, it opens up by setting a grim stage for us. The Bible tells us that the Israelites had once again done evil in the eyes of the Lord. So he gave them into the hands of their enemies. And we tend to gloss over that detail. There are times, yes, when God allows persecution, but there's other times when he himself sends it as a consequence to our own disobedience. And so such was the experience of the Israelites at that time. But we know that the ultimate goal of God during those seasons is to create another pathway back to him. And so Judges 6 opens up in a season of persecution, in a season of difficulty for the Israelites. See, the Midianites, the Amalekites, and other clans from that region were making life for the people of God very difficult. They would come onto the Israelites' land and set up tents there. They would allow their livestock to eat all the crops and so as a result, the people of God were afraid. The Bible says that they built mountain clefts and caves and strongholds to hide in. And so the backdrop of today's story is a context where people were shut in. It was a context where people were low on resources. A context where they were living in fear. And for many of you, brothers and sisters, this is exactly where you find yourself today. And yet we find Gideon here in the midst of all of that still having to feed his family. And so he remembers his father's wine press located underneath an oak tree. And so fear made him do something very bizarre. It makes him go down into the pit of this wine press to, to thresh the wheat. Now we need to understand, beloved, how odd this was. See, wheat was normally threshed out in the open so the wind could carry away the unwanted chaff. The stalks of wheat were laid down upon the ground and the person would come and use a stick to beat out the seeds and what was left was winnowed up into the air and carried away by the wind. And so here we find Gideon going through this process in a pit that was constricting, in a pit where there was no airflow and so it was so odd for him to be doing this. But sometimes fear makes us turn to really desperate measures. And so we see Gideon down in this wine press. And we understand that in the Bible, a wine press is also symbolically used to express the wrath of God, the judgment of God against sin. So here Gideon was, down inside of this pit, low on resources, fearful, not trying to draw attention to himself and feeling the full weight of God's judgment on his people. And it's in that place and it's in that pit that an angel of the Lord appears to him. 
representing the full weight and authority of the Lord. And so in Judges 6, verse number 12, he tells him, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And so the internal battle inside of Gideon begins. He's given an opportunity to leave the pit, an opportunity to leave the wine press, and yet he fights it. The first thing he does is he presents an objection against the Lord. He says, if the Lord was with us, why did this happen? The Lord has abandoned us. I don't know where you find yourself, but maybe you've asked the Lord, if you were with me, why am I going through this, God? But yet the Lord reassures Gideon once again. And in verse number 14, he tells him, go. Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hands. Am I not sending you? Once again, he has an opportunity to leave the wine press and he fights it. And so the battle inside of Gideon continues as he claps back with another objection. This time he tells God that his clan is the weakest and he's the least in his family. Oh, so there's no way he could proceed with the assignment that God was giving unto him. And it's interesting because it's not the first time we see this type of internal battle in the Bible. Both Moses and Jeremiah had similar objections. God reached out to them. God tried to use them and they said, God, I'm not enough for what you want. Don't you know who I am? I'm deficient and I'm broken and I have issues. Surely you can't use me, God. But that in verse number 16, God tells Gideon once again, I will be with you. I will be with you and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. And after this third battle with the Lord, Gideon finally accepts his assignment. But I want you to know that the fear did not disappear. The tension inside of him did not dissipate. He had to decide to get out of the pit and proceed ahead. Like Pastor shared with us this morning, he had to flick a switch inside of him and decide to forge ahead. And as I read this, I believe one of the biggest challenges for Gideon was that the wine press had become his new normal. The pits became his place of comfort, and so it ultimately changed his vision for the future. God saw him as a man of valor, yet he only saw himself as victimized and vanquished. But in order to become the warrior he was meant to be, he needed to have the courage to leave the pit. He needed to have the courage to leave the wine press and forge ahead into the assignment God was giving him. Oh, beloved, I'm here to tell you, you were not meant to live in the pit. You were not 
meant to stay in that wine press long term. The pit is a stop and not the destination. Oh, so could we have the courage today to come out of the wine press? Now, I don't mean we need to violate any stay-at-home orders. <laughs> what I mean is that we need to leave those constricting places that prevent us from moving forward in our destiny. We need to leave those places that have breeded complacency, that have breeded comfort, and we need to move forward because sometimes those places crush our spirit when God is calling us out. Oh, I believe that God needs all hands on deck today, brothers and sisters, for this battle that we're facing against this virus, for this battle that we're facing against the kingdom of darkness. So you and I cannot hide anymore, brothers and sisters. The time of hiding is over. The time of cowering in fear is over. God is calling his warriors out of the pit into greater purpose today. God is calling you mighty warrior. God is calling you man or woman of valor. Come out of the pit. Come out of the wine press and walk forward into your destiny today. Oh, but in order to do this, brothers and sisters, there's some places that have been holding us back that we need to leave behind. And so I believe that the first thing we need to do tonight is we need to leave the wine press of fear. We need to leave the wine press of fear. See, Gideon's name means someone who hacks or cuts down. So how appropriate is it that when he had the courage to leave the wine press, his first assignment was to tear down an altar to a foreign god. It was only after that he left the pit that he found his purpose. Because from the very beginning, he was meant for more. And I'm here to tell you, you were meant for more than what you're doing today. You were meant for more than what you're experiencing today. But while you're hiding in the wine press, you can't fulfill your purpose. Because the greatest leaders are forged during times of difficulty. You are a mighty man of valor. You are a mighty woman of valor. And yet you've allowed the fear to contain you. You've allowed the fear to constrict your movement in the kingdom of God. Oh, beloved, God promises that when we go out in his name, when he sends us out, he is with us. So we have nothing to fear. Is it not he that's sending us? So we have to leave the wine press of fear and move forward boldly into this season. The second thing we need to leave behind us is the wine press of self-sufficiency. Oh, don't buy the lie, beloved, that you can do it alone. Gideon was out threshing wheat all by his lonesome self, hours after hour, day in and day out. Something that would have been so much easier if he had a team around him, if he had a community around him. And you've accepted the lie, you've swallowed the lie that you are all you need. Oh, so you need to leave that behind in the wine press. 
See, one soldier cannot fight a war alone, much less from a pit. It's a mighty army that stands together, shoulder to shoulder, unified against their enemy. And that's what we need today. A mighty army of God's people standing together, shoulder to shoulder, in one accord, with one set of directions, with a unified heart and a unified mind to battle this fierce enemy that's rising up against us. Oh, brothers and sisters, together we can rise in the Lord who promises to be with us. And we see it in this story because God was with Gideon at every step, at every nexus point, at every point of difficulty. God was there with Gideon showing him what to do. And ultimately, this young man that was in the wine press, that was fearful, that was scared, was able to rise up with only 300 warriors. And all they had was empty jars and torches. And yet that's who God used to vanquish a mighty army. My goodness, what can God do if you just say yes today? Oh, God will make up the difference where we lack. Oh, because it's not about our strength. It's about his. Oh, so stop worrying about what you have and what you don't have. Stop worrying about your training. None of us have been trained to minister at a time like this. Oh, but we have to move forward and trust that God is going to show us what to do. Oh, I'm so encouraged as I look around the city and I see the way that some of our fellow pastors are serving. I think of Pastor Bojan Jancic and his team and how they were able to raise monies to purchase 30,000 N95 masks for medical workers in their community. I think of Pastor Justin Matera who owns a coffee shop and week after week has been sending out coffee to the different hospitals throughout his neighborhood. Oh, I think of my friend Peter Ong whose church delivered 600 pounds of rice to needy seniors and needy families in their neighborhood in Flushing. I think of my friend, Pastor Pablo Pizarro in Newark, who brought his whole church and a bullhorn to their local hospital to encourage the medical care workers, to let them know that they were not alone. Oh, and you can see the pictures of the doctors and the nurses in their full protective gear, looking out and listening to the encouraging words of this faith community. Oh, brothers and sisters, when we partner with God, he takes what we have and does the miraculous with it. It's not about us. He knows we can't do it on our own. Oh, but if he can vanquish a mighty army with just some jars and torches, imagine what he can do with you and I today. Oh, so we need to leave behind this idea of self-sufficiency. And finally, beloved, we need to leave the wine press of complacency. Oh, and this one right here is the hardest for us to do because some of us liked where we were before. 
Some of us don't want to leave the comfort. Some of us don't want to leave the familiar. Some of us are trying to get back to the normal, but I want you to know that there's some aspects of the old normal that need to stay in the wine press. Oh, the old way of living needs to stay in the wine press. The old way of doing church needs to stay in the wine press. It's not about what we as pastors could do. It's not about what we can do in this building. It's about what you and I as the people of God, what you and I as the army of the Most High can do because we are the church. Oh, in this season... We need to become comfortable comfortable with being uncomfortable. As God stretches us to live, as God stretches us to minister in ways that we've never done before. Oh, so we got to leave the wine press of complacency because God is doing something new in this season. And so I want you to know, beloved, wherever you find yourself today, you know that internal struggle inside of you. But the good news is that today, you have the power to bring that to an end. See, I want you to know that God is drafting warriors for his army today, but we have to have the courage. We have to have the boldness to leave the wine press behind. We need to stop hiding under that oak tree and go forth in the strength that we have, trusting, oh, that he's going to be with us. And I know, I know leaving the pit is a scary thing. You've been there for a long time. Your enemies couldn't see you. You weren't bringing attention to yourself. Oh, it was a comfortable place. It was a guarded place. But God is saying to you, you need to leave that pit today, beloved. And it's going to take courage. It's going to take determination. But you need to step forward in faith. Although we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Although we don't know how God is going to do it, I want you to know that victory is already his in the name of Jesus. Oh, we need to remember that victory over this virus already belongs to the Lord. Victory over lack and scarcity already belongs to the Lord. Victory over any addiction you may be battling with today. Victory over alcoholism. Victory over drug abuse. Victory over pornography has already been secured in the name of Jesus. Victory is already the Lord's. Oh, and there's no man, there's no woman, there's no virus, there's no dark force that can stop what God has already set it into motion. For when he speaks it, it comes about in the name of Jesus. Do you believe it? Do you believe it today? Oh, God is going to be with us. We need to go forth in the strength that we have. And so I invite you today, beloved, leave the pit. Leave the wine press of fear. Leave the wine press of self-sufficiency. Leave the wine press of complacency. And stand tall as the warrior in the mighty army for the Lord. And you will see through the strength of Jesus, through the power of Jesus, we will have victory. Oh, let us pray.
Almighty God, we are so thankful for this wonderful reminder from your word, Lord. That although we may feel small, although we may feel powerless, although we may find ourselves in a place of fear and a place of anxiety, you meet us in that place and you're calling us out right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, we will no longer hide for we are in a war and you are calling us out. You will strengthen us. You will equip us. You will guide us. You will lead us and you will take us to the place of victory. Hold not by your strength, not by our strength, but by yours, Lord. So we thank you, Father, and we say yes. We say yes, Lord. We're not going to battle you. We're not going to fight you. Today we declare the, the war inside of us finished, conquered, done, as we determine to follow you. Oh, I thank you, Lord, for the mighty army of Gideons that you're raising in this season that will lead your warriors into victory, victory in their families, victory in their workplaces. Oh, victory in the community, Lord, victory in the city, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for the warriors that you are raising now, mighty men and mighty women of valor. Have your way, my God. Has your sons and your daughters say yes in this season. Oh, Father, we know you're going to do something great. We know we are at the precipice of breakthrough. So use us, my God, standing shoulder to shoulder as one community, as one army, marching forward to be salt and light, marching forward to be your hands and feet, marching forward oh, to be your healers, to be your encouragers, oh, to be those that raise up your banner everywhere we go for your glory and honor. We declare victory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Rise up, mighty warrior. Rise up, man of valor. Rise up, woman of valor. For God wants to use you to do the miraculous. Amen.